Hello everybody and welcome to Fit Girls Talk episode 8. This is Sarah and my beautiful co-host Keris. I am not looking beautiful today. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is guys, she's looking gorgeous. And um, we are very excited to be back with episode 8 where we're going to be talking about stress and hormones. Um, it's been a very, very busy couple of weeks and a couple of months for both Karis and I with the uh, Better Life Project and Fitter Food. So we thought it would be appropriate time, um, I guess, for Karis to dish the dirt on hormones, which I'm <laughs> dying for her to talk about. But um, also a few, I guess, tips and tricks to help us manage our stress. Jo, I was just going to ask you, do you ever not yeah. have like a stressful time being a, yeah. an entrepreneur? Do you no, ever not? I, I, I can be quite chilled out at times. Can you? But only because... Not only because, but when I was in my old job in, in an Irish university, I actually had no idea I was stressed until one day my mom's my mom looked at me and goes, Sarah, it's okay. This is just how your body is responding to stress. And that was the first time anyone had ever described my experience over that year as stress. Yeah. But how I reacted to that stress was I turned into an absolute control freak. Yeah. And I had to be in bed by nine o'clock and I had to be up at half five to go to the gym and no one was allowed to call over to my apartment I had to call over to theirs so I think I think <laughs> that's I really common did, I, I'd like to I'd like to think I wasn't the only one but <laughs> I think I did all my stress in my early to mid 20s so I'd like to think that now that I've turned 30 I'm going to be stress-free for about three or four years that's just my theory anyway yeah good luck with that <laughs> I've, I've done all the stress I don't need any more <laughs> I remember saying to my boss when I moved to London and got a job in my um and I just moved there and I said to her do you know what I think that your 20s is just like a time when you've got to find find yourself just you know try and think out think what your career is going to be yeah. do you want a family or not find the right partner it's a really stressful time and then when you get to 30 I just think you're going to be so chilled because you either you know you have the right partner or you just really relax being on your own being single you'll either have the career or you're going to be maybe a mum you know you're just going to know things and be a better yeah. in a better place and then uh, I got to 30 and I was just way more stressed than ever and I was like I still don't know what I want to do I still don't know who and I, I want to be with <laughs> no I did interesting one because a lot of the stress that I would have experienced when I was in my mid to late 20s when I look back on it was because yes I was going through a very I guess high pressure time in my life where there was a lot of expectations on me the work I was doing was extremely challenging and the responsibility was overwhelming but it was also because I think a part of me was resisting the fault that I was no longer doing something that I was passionate about and the vision and the dream and the goals I had for my life weren't actually doing it for me anymore so I yeah. kind of had this dual tension and this dual stress yeah and I guess part of me now is just so calm and so easy is because I know I'm on the right track I think yeah. Session Professional Life Project I've been extremely fortunate it has been the right thing for me and I just feel quite calm and very very patient and I'm going there are certain things I need to do every single day and, and when I can tick those boxes I know business and life is going to go the way that I want it to so that vision and that clarity does afford me quite a quite a lot of stress-free moments I get very anxious about stuff which I don't like I think I'm almost the opposite to you I kind of hit 30 and I was like oh can you get any more horizontal <laughs> like seriously someone needs to give me a kick up the arse <laughs> no I, def I definitely feel I feel way more different I'd say at 35 having 
run a business that's that makes you do see, some serious you growing up i'm like i don't believe you can i see some ideas <laughs> i feel 40 that's the problem i feel oh, like i've been around I, forever i just you, you need to put on the cover of all of your recipes this is how you eat to look like you'll forever be in your 20s <laughs> my two biggest tips for for staying young looking young is it's got to be sleep and bone broth <laughs> yeah so serious yeah so i'm I, struggling with the liver that you spoke about, <laughs> about eight episodes ago yeah. i'm just bringing these weird foods in very carefully like <laughs> what is the bone what is the bone broth so basically um i came across it obviously it's actually quite fashionable in paleo land uh, but I came across it more from a gut health perspective. So I had quite bad IBS all through my 20s. Bone broth, basically you boil up bones for either 24 or maybe 50 hours in a slow cooker with loads of garlic and herbs, so just had taste. And you soak the bones in vinegar first, and so the water gets full of all the minerals from the bones, so calcium, magnesium, uh, phosphorus, that sort of stuff. And then all of the protein from the collagen around the bones and the bones themselves will go basically, not the bones, sorry, but from the protein from the joints. You see, I can't talk. I'm so tackered. No, it's, it's totally cool. Basically, I got boil bones for 50 hours and you won't be stressed anymore. Yeah, no, well, I should just, just I'm going to fill our listeners in that I've been writing uh, our latest book um, pretty much for about the last four weeks up till, up like till 11 o'clock at night writing and working with proofreaders and all sorts of people and it's just been so stressful so that's why we're covering stress but I'm also telling people that so they know why I can't finish sentences and remember words <laughs> at the moment because but I also feel like I need to add in I am looking at Karis's beautiful face and you would never know that she's been working for 12 15 16 hours a day for the last a good good few weeks anyway so we're gonna listen to and take heed of her, of her advice <laughs> do you know some days I didn't even get undressed I went to bed in my clothes and I got up in my clothes because it was just easier and it saved time. <laughs> and Pat was like, didn't you wear that yesterday? I was like, I slept in it. <laughs> when I first started the Better Life Project, I would think I was just, the, the novelty of not having to get up and get changed was <laughs> was pretty pretty awesome for me that I was the exact opposite. I would just stay in my pajamas all, all day. day. <laughs> I think I would rebel against the man. I am not working for you anymore. And I would, I remember one day looking down at my nightgown and I had, you know, breakfast on one section, lunch on another and dinner on another. And I was like, yeah, time to get changed. I wonder how long this has been here for. It's funny because I think there's one morning I got up and I got to, I'm so in like the zone when I'm writing. I'm just like, my head's just in a different place. I'm not yeah. really, I'm not in the moment at all. I'm not being mindful. I'm surprised I haven't been hit by a car because I just like walk out into the street, like not thinking properly about what I'm doing. <laughs> I walked into the station one morning and when I stepped into the light of the station, I had like toothpaste down my front. I think I looked in the mirror and I had like greens drink around my mouth. I <laughs> not wiped that properly. And then I had my uh, gym leggings on inside out and back to front. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, what am I doing? But anyway, <laughs> back to the bones. <laughs> yes. So you, you were saying something about dipping the bone in vinegar? So you basically go to a, a good butcher who does grass-fed yeah. animals and rears them, that you know they've been reared well. Get some either massive like beef bones, knuckle bones, marrow bones, chicken carcasses, whatever you want to get, get a mixture. Stick them in a slow cooker, cover them with water and then loads of a apple cider vinegar. And the vinegar just helps to basically pull the minerals from the bones. And then you boil them up. I also add loads of fresh uh, rosemary, uh, cloves of garlic, loads of onion just chopped, again, just to flavour the broth. And they've also got loads of immune-boosting nutrients in them. 
and then cook it for 20. Sorry, rosemary, garlic, and what else? Uh, I would do things like rosemary, garlic, fresh thyme, and then I also put in ginger and carrots. And onions. I'm obviously writing this down. This is far more <laughs> likely than the liver. <laughs> it's like a soup. It is a soup, to be honest. But because you boil the bones for longer, generally you're just getting more of the, the proteins and the minerals from the bones and the, the tissue around the bones. So if you've got bits and, of collagen on, that's really good as well. And how is this linked to stress reduction? What What is... Well, no, it was anti-aging. That's what we were talking about. You were, saying, you were like, why do you still look so young? And basically... <laughs> Because one, you've got all the minerals, and minerals are just amazing anyway, but the collagen that you get from the bone broth, so sometimes you'll make it and it goes like jelly. <laughs> yeah. but this, this I'm, is... I'm going to move into a house in about six months' time and demand a bath be put in place. <laughs> you can't do it first. Bathing in bone broth, <laughs> <laughs> trying to rub it into the skin. But there are um, there are some like some people talk about it being helpful for cellulite. Um, so I always mention that because that just means people will do it. <laughs> I don't think there's any science to back that up yet. But um... ain't nothing going to tackle what's hidden. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, tell me about it. I'm just going to embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been there years. It's not going anywhere. Oh, it's not going anywhere. That's, that's a podcast in itself. To be fair, yeah. cellulite. <laughs> Why do like two percent of women not have it? <laughs> and the rest of us do. Oh, I make up for those two percent. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and what do you do with the bones afterwards? So then, when you cook them, you basically uh, strain it all out, um, and you can keep the if you want to keep the onions, carrots, and stuff to make a soup, you can. But then you stick it in the fridge, and the fat will set on top, which you can use for cooking, doing your roast veggies and potatoes in. But then underneath, you'll either have like quite a gelatin-based broth or just a liquid-based. Depends whether you've used chicken or beef. And then I just have a cup of it a day. And if it doesn't taste of enough, you just need to add, put a pinch of chili or um, you can do some more fresh herbs in it. Or um, I always put a little bit of sea salt in mine. And then sometimes I'll... And how, how long have you been doing this for? Do you know what? Um, oh God, I can't, I'm trying to think. It must be, just as we launched the, launched the first book, so it would be 2013... Um, okay, so I'll get back to you in three years. <laughs> the one thing I noticed was when I was working as a personal trainer and ridiculous like hours that you work and your sleep is all over the shop and you're doing way too much exercise is that my skin just looked like it, it looked, looked like it was aging and I was getting mm. like lines everywhere and I was saying, God, I look tired and I'm just look accelerating the aging process. And then when I did loads of, well, I started to understand the importance of sleep and made that bit more of a focus. And then I always say the bone broth because I just noticed my skin just looks um, mm. and like complexion is way better. I used to have acne years ago. So it's always been a thing for me to try and get rid of scars and, and blemishes and stuff like that if I have any. So, yeah, I just I really feel like I benefit from it. And gut health wise, it's just wonderful. So it's really good for digestion. I am really excited to try that. That sounds awesome. I call it a hug in a mug. <laughs> oh yeah hug in a mug <laughs> so in a mug oh that's brilliant I'm so gonna do that but even okay. just having like if you don't like the broth make it into a soup so just make loads of I soup love pizza. soup and I love broth yeah and I don't like liver or kidney so I think I think that's what the problem was between yeah. eight weeks ago and now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair that kidney cool I tried some okay. kidney the other day. Um, the butcher gave us some for the dog, and he was like, I've got loads of kidneys. They're quite fresh, but do you want them free for the dog or whatever? And I was like, Matt, just put them in the slow cooker with the broth. I'm going to try a kidney. And I actually heaved. And I thought I could do kidney. Like, we have, used to have steak and kidney pie and stuff, but it needs pastry if you're going to eat it. It was like the outcome for me. It was disgusting. Oh, stuff. Yeah, actually, no. not that I've ever eaten it, but it tasted of urine. <laughs> 
Not oh, that I've ever emailed. Gosh, no. Okay. So <laughs> I, I want to say I I do listeners have <laughs> utmost respect for Karis. I really do. But when she suggested taking the liver home, I took this very seriously. So I went into a butcher and I I said, okay, I'll get it for Lizzie first, and she can be my guinea pig. <laughs> so the guy gave me how much did he give me? He gave me two kilos worth of cow liver and 10 lamb hearts. And I said, okay, I, I'll, I might try some of Lizzie's liver. She can take a running jump off a cliff if she thinks we're going to eat lamb hearts. That's fine. You not but try lamb I, heart. What? Lamb hearts way nicer than liver. Oh, are you actually taking a piss? No, it's lovely. Know. It's amazing. Oh, Do you I like lamb? Like, I have a, I have a really thick stomach. Like I can take almost <laughs> anything. But first of all, I I don't know what I was expecting when I took out the cow's liver. But I needed my two hands to take it out of the bag, and I was like, Sarah, were you, what were you expecting? Like a grape? Seriously? <laughs> and when I took out this yolk, I thought he was going to give me like two kilos worth of cow's plural liver, but it was just one liver. And I was like, shit. <laughs> so trying to prepare this, I looked I looked like something out of a horror show because I had rubber gloves and <laughs> and then everything. And if I was going to try it up until that moment, that moment just ruined it for me. I just couldn't get my head around it. The smell was awful. Lizzie wouldn't even eat the raw liver. Really? Okay. Yeah, she wouldn't just... touch it. She can be quite funny. She doesn't even eat raw. Sorry, for any listeners, um, Lizzie's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie's my mum. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately I'm one of those Aegis that treats her dog like her baby <laughs> um, but if I was going to have it up until then I just preparing the food for Lizzie I just I couldn't my stomach my heart my soul was just going no Sarah no <laughs> you see but the thing I is do it. but then just chop it this is the other thing I've told like clients to do is get like a really nice good quality whey protein um, cocoa some yeah. berries, make yourself a, a smoothie and just pop tiny pieces of liver in and blend it in a, in a Nutribullet yeah. or whatever you've got. You will not taste yes, it. The, the only problem is getting the liver to the tiny bits of liver. <laughs> oh, God. I still have to touch it. <laughs> I'm squeamish. So sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was told to go into, there's a really nice um, food shop here in Dublin. I was told to go into that and you can get chicken livers that are quite small. So I'm going to go do that. Um, and see how I get on because I think it was just the size of the cow honestly what was I expecting <laughs> the size of a cow it was honestly as if I was expecting the liver to be about a grape I don't know <laughs> what I was thinking in my head but the one thing though that I do find really interesting just about the aging the complexion and all that sort of stuff you can tell straight away I think if a person is stressed out or missing sleep because of their face you can yeah. see it in their face yeah you can see the bags under their eyes you can see for me when I'm tired I'm quite lucky I don't get bags but my complexion my skin goes very red I get blemishes I get um kind of red sort of blotches yeah when I'm stressed out or when I'm tired um that's really interesting really yeah it's really it, it could it could just be also I think with me and water as well with my skin um I certainly notice the more water I drink the better my skin gets dairy as well is, is funny to my skin but um I can see it in a lot of my clients and I almost know how they are when I look at their face and I can go you're stressed out you're not sleeping just because of their complexion but I think that's the same with all of us though isn't it yeah I think everyone's got like a um it's, it's really interesting you say that because everyone's got like a little bit of unique I say unique feedback when it comes to stress in that 
Um, so Matt and I often talk about when we're going through, obviously, because we run a business together, the stress happens, we both experience it, we both deal yeah. with it differently, but our bodies have really different feedback. He gets really bad, like you, he gets bad skin, so he'll get like these massive spots like in the middle of his forehead, he's like, right, <laughs> no videos to say for me, <laughs> unless I move around a lot, um, or he'll say he'll get ulcers really bad ulcers um and he'll get a cold almost like 100 percent. he'll get a cold um whereas me the way that it affects me more is um i'll fall into bed really quite wired so i'll fall asleep but my mind is going 100 miles an hour so uh, my dreams are always about work and i'll often do things like um <laughs> so at the moment I'll, I'll be dreaming about recipes and ingredients and cups and crams and like <laughs> It's, oh it's so sad uh, or at the moment because we're proofreading it's like uh, semicolons colons like, <laughs> and I'll talk and I will uh, uh, grind my teeth I, I don't know this Matt told me obviously but I'll talk grind my teeth um, and sometimes I'll just chomp like my jaw like proper like I'm still talking sort of thing in my sleep um, what do you do to overcome all of that um, well I was going to say the other thing I do which is is what the key thing when I know I'm really pushing it is I get what I've sort of mentioned to you on a when we've talked offline is early morning waking which is where I'll be like bolt upright at like four o'clock in the morning um, and what is basically happening so just to explain the background of it is we're supposed to have we've got different types of stress hormones we've got like adrenaline which helps with like instant stress so say you wanted to go like in your CrossFit session for example in your sprints or whatever when it's like short shot fast it's pretty much run on you you run on adrenaline as the saying goes but then we've also got a stress hormone called cortisol, which mm. basically is also... Oh, uh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> that is like your long-term, you know, basically that's what you, you ride upon and that's what will become out of sync. So the natural rhythm is high in the morning because it wakes you up, cortisol, and then it oh. dips throughout the day. So it's like, um, I'm like, I'm showing you, but no one can see it, but it dips. <laughs> so like, you know, the 3.30, 4 o'clock time when you feel really knackered, we get a massive dip then. Um, and that's why I often say to people have a little bit of a snack around that time it can be really helpful and then by between six and eight o'clock it should be going really low and your sleep hormones are surging from about eight o'clock that's melatonin mm. but because basically what I'm doing is working late at night so I'm keeping my mind racing I'm on a laptop and one of the one of the key things that governs cortisol so like your stress hormones is light so when your brain picks up bright light it releases more cortisol because it thinks it's daytime in a way oh, and okay. it will it will suppress melatonin um, because it thinks, well, we shouldn't be sleeping. It's really bright outside. That goes back to just when we lived outside, basically. So, <clears throat> and then in the morning, um, obviously, when you do want cortisol really high, you shouldn't be, you should have things like, as soon as you wake up in the morning, open the curtains. Sounds mm. like obvious. Most people probably do do it, but that will help with improving cortisol release. Can be really badly affected. And ever since I trained in like functional medicine, I started testing my adrenals. Um, and now they're sort of questioning, there's different types of tests that you can do, but they would always come out of sync when, when I was exercising too much and when I was working too hard and they would surge at night. So when you do a saliva test throughout the day and you're measuring mm -hmm. your stress hormones um, and mine would start sometimes too high, but usually in range, they dip nicely. Sometimes they dip too much because if you go too long without eating and <clears throat> there's a chance that when they would stop, basically it wouldn't really be that helpful for hormones but basically they'd always surge at night. And I think that was from working as a personal trainer where you'd go back to work at night. Um, mm. And then now, even though we're online, we still go online at night because that's when a lot of people are online asking questions and 
you know, that's when we get a lot of activity on our sites and stuff. So, um, and you're on a laptop, so you're getting this feedback to the body that it's, it's still daytime. So mm. in terms of little things that, first of all, like, like you just said, when you get those feedback signals, don't ignore them. Um, mm. Don't just go, oh God, you know, I'm stressed, I've got a spot and I've got a cold or something like <laughs> So Yeah, so what do you do then? So the first thing, because the thing is with us is... I'm sorry, can I, can I ask another question? Is, is that so when you were saying that's a signal don't ignore it does that mean that your body is going I'm starting to become stressed and this is me telling you or is it your body going I'm stressed now do something about it so <laughs> is it is it a trigger or a warning sign or is that actually stress no so what what that actually is is that you you're basically um in a state of more chronic stress which our bodies aren't very aren't designed to be in we're designed for acute stress so if you think back to cavemen we would have run from fear danger whatever had a bit of starvation every now and then but we wouldn't have been in this constant state of like oh my god I don't know you know when the next paycheck is coming or how I'm going to pay the mortgage or whatever it is that you stress about how much you weigh could be one of them for example and what happens is other things will other systems in the body will start to dysfunction and that is your symptoms if that makes sense so it could be your digestive system because digestion shuts down when we're stressed because the body says, you do not have time to digest this meal, you're trying to survive. So we get bloating, we get um, constipation maybe, or, or loose bowel movements, or we get, you know, like the saying, crap yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get... I know that one. <laughs> I am literally doing it. Um, or we get... Um, <laughs> Um, stress the hormone uh, cortisol has such a close relationship with the immune system so you know if you have an injury yeah basically so you you know if you have an injury you go to the doctors and they give you cortisone injections because of the anti-inflammatory effect that cortisol has so it's really (laughs) strongly linked to the immune system but over long periods of time it can lead to immune suppression which means that viruses so another thing I got when we wrote our first book was like I woke up like midway through the really stressful bit with like a cold sore from pretty much my lip to my eye it was like the biggest cold <laughs> in the world so like a virus hey, <laughs> shall we do some videos today <laughs> no. um, but, and that's because basically I was just suppressing my immune system constantly with too much cortisol probably um, and that, that's the virus that is then able to thrive viruses are always there but they just look for an opportunity when our immune system is low to to go hey let's take over and let me so James, my James, my lover, um, he was going through a really busy spell with Revolution Fitness. God, he's always going through really busy spells. But for him, it's almost as if his adrenaline just, and, and maybe it's cortisol, but that keeps him going. And then as soon as he gets quiet, he just gets he just gets quite sick. And it's, yeah. it's almost the exact same. You always get sick on your holiday because you work, 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 and then on your holiday you have nothing to do and it's almost as if your body is catching up on itself. Is that what's happening? Yeah, basically. So that's another way that the immune system and stress work together because the body's sort of going, I haven't got time to deal with any of these infections, bacteria or anything. Um, okay. And then when you go on holiday and relax and things start to level off a little bit and cortisol might adjust, mm-hmm. then basically you can get, yeah, you can get quite sick. Um, and obviously you've had that period of time where digestion hasn't been great and some people yeah. can live in that that stage that James is in like um, I think it's yeah. called hyperfunctioning there's so many names but I think it's <laughs> one thing that happens by the way when you are adrenal because the one thing I say the adrenal glands that sit on the kidneys are responsible for the output of stress hormones cortisol and adrenaline 
one a couple of things that can happen is when you're getting a we call it adrenal fatigue when you're just really over overusing the adrenals and you know just stressing mm. too much is things like word recall goes that's why i was saying to you before we start this podcast i will forget words because i cannot like i've just been working so hard okay that happens to me <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing that i experience <laughs> like proper obvious stuff where you go why can't i remember that word I honestly I sometimes get really freaked out by how by science and it is probably for you someone who enjoys it extremely basic or simple but when it's explained to me like this it's like oh my god the knowledge bombs it's I find it so strange that <laughs> this stuff there's a reason for it and it's not just Sarah having do you know how many yeah because you just go it's a, it's a brain fart linked with these <laughs> yeah <laughs> I swear to god now I know what the answer was I was just stressed out <laughs> honestly I mean like there's a lot of stuff that you know that you have to consider so it can just also be that you've just got too much going on in your head and that's why you can't remember things but there's there is sort of like a memory suppression aspect to stress because again we're overusing certain parts of our brain and then neglecting others so and and that's why stress is actually really quite strongly linked to Alzheimer's um, because of the effect and it's again it's a bit more complicated than just stress causes Alzheimer's but because of the way that the again stress hormones can basically your survival mode will take over everything else in the body because it's more important you survive than do all the other spring cleaning um you know immune function stuff digestion all of that stuff that can be done at a later date so your body is literally being run yeah. like a business it's going what needs doing yeah. now and what can wait and and yeah you know course. but you'll start to suffer health-wise and get symptoms so <laughs> basically in terms of Things that you could do, so if the stress can't go away, like if you're running a business, that's just always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, what I tend to do is I scale back on exercise massively. I don't not exercise because I need the breaks and I need the movement, but I'll move to basically walking in yoga um, yeah, and, and sleep if I can. And walking is sort of my priority because it gets me outside, which is also another big thing. So vitamin D is a massive part of your immune system. Generally in the winter months, most of us have to supplement, but I just find getting outside makes me a different person. So um, always try and get outside. That's why having a dog is wonderful for that. Um, So don't add anything extra on. And if you can save time with other things, like for example, getting your shop online and stuff like that. So you know you've always got good food in. So we get really savvy with, let's just do a big shop at the weekend, um, Abel and Cole or whatever it is online and it's ordered. So you've always got good food there. And we're quite good at... um, will even just boiling up like a load of eggs roasting a load of chicken that sort of stuff make sure you've always got nutrient food in, nutrient dense food in it's a given that you're going to resort to a bit of ice cream peanut m&ms whatever it is oh the, my god the, i the, had ice cream with peanut butter yesterday <laughs> did you <laughs> no so, but unfortunately sorry and everything that you described was exactly my experience with with sort of my stress management um coping mechanism but the one thing that myself and James aren't very good at is when we're busy, the first thing that goes is our food shop because we go to the shop because yeah. James, particularly now that he's on a bulking cycle for a powerlifting competition that he's doing, he eats so much food, but he's so organized. <laughs> he knows exactly how much of each thing that he needs. Yeah. So going to the shop is not just going to the shop, it's James writing his list. And sometimes that's the first thing that goes. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost too easy for us to go out or order a takeout. And we're very good at ordering takeouts and having good options and taking good, making good choices. But that's one thing that we're, we could, there's, so much space there for us to improve on is the shopping and ordering it in so that it's always going to be there I didn't actually think about that and it's so simple 
Do you know what? I used to have a client who was a teacher and he was completely like revamping um, a secondary school. Amazing, like ha- trying to do a lot of work mm-hmm. on stress and exams. I loved what he was doing, but a lot of it he was doing out of hours for free. And yeah. he'd rock up for his personal training session with me. <laughs> you think I, I sound bad when I walked into the station. Like some days like he would have his shoelaces tied together. <laughs> Not as in like he tied the left one to the right one. He was completely <laughs> up his, out of his tree. But when he'd rock up, he was so tired and so stressed. And so I hardly ever trained him. I would literally just do like massage and um, um, uh-huh. stretching with him. But one thing I said to him was, he said, the food thing is going when I get really busy. So I did the online shop for him and saved it so he had it and basically you can save an online shop so that you go in and you can do it on your phone and you click it and you order it and it's you repeat the same shop and it's not ideal in that you don't get to have the choices you might want to make but he said that was like life-changing yeah basically he said it's life-changing because he's like I get home and I also ordered a lot of things like um some really good quality cooked meat so that if he did ever get home and you know Mm. so we always do the same we're like this is a ready meal it could be tin fish it could be um you know just some really nice um ham turkey whatever so you've always got something instant if you need it and then these are like the meals you're going to cook but we never let that go um when we're working really really hard and then in terms of the sleep side of things we try to do um so you can put flux on your laptop or you, and I think they're doing it on iPhones now just to dim the lights and then we have um salt lamps basically around the the room that we're working in so salt lamps are a little orange lamp yeah, I so see them. again, it's just basically changing the the lighting so that you're feeding back to the body. It's nice and calm, and they're supposed to. I've not seen any science on this, but help with all the radiation that you're probably getting from your laptop, phone, um, and oh. Wi-Fi as well. You've really got to try and do if you can, like an hour before bed. And this sounds silly, but my saving grace is magazines. So I pick is up. What? It's a magazine. It's that. That's my absolute key because I almost okay. can't read a book. I'm so like I've just read all day and I've worked all day and I just want to be in someone else's life. So I'll read like OK magazine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, like, God, it's an adult comic. <laughs> comic with a basically just looking at pictures. Yeah, I'd be just uh, yeah. That's why I love. I don't I don't buy magazines, but my sisters always bought magazines, and I always loved reading them because I just said it's such a perfect form of escapism because yeah, totally. it is complete trash. You don't have to be switched on in order to read it. Yeah, um, and it it does just kind of help you wind down. Yeah, mind. no, no, definitely. And then yeah. I suppose that <laughs> last couple of things I'd say is I tend to take um, a few supplements if we're really stressed. So mm. I'll take. Um, magnesium just for like a calming effect or I'll try and have Epsom salts baths um, mm. and then I might add in a B complex because B vitamins are depleted when you produce stress hormones um, okay. so I might add in something like that and and always try and have like a smoothie or something a day mm. so that I know I'm getting kale and you know put some ginger mm. in there cinnamon some of the bits and bobs so I can just mm. always keep topping my immune system well like nutrients from my immune system up Oh, so, I mean, we could talk for hours about it, but that's succinctly in half an hour <laughs> what I would but do. But I think, I think it's, it's really interesting to know because quite often when we talk about stress management, I think people expect these very complex solutions to <laughs> their very uniquely complex problems, whereas it's really refreshing to know that, that the answer is usually in sleep or usually in food, and that's yeah. it. And you can fix so much of that. And I always kind of really generally would go okay to my client if they were ever stressed I would always go okay well how often are you sleeping and it's not the length of time that you spend lying in bed it's the length of time that you're actually asleep and then I look at their foods as well and quite often my clients will turn around and say well I had a take up before I went to bed 
and I didn't have breakfast and my lunch was a roll. So it's usually quite easy to support them, make better food choices and, and recommend B, B supplements was something that I started to take when I got quite, um, I used to get quite bad brain fog. Yeah. I would just find it very difficult to think coherently yeah. and remain focused for any sort of period of time. So uh, I, I, I find that vitamin B was, was extremely um, good for me. One of the things that I do quite a lot when I'm stressed, um, and it's something that I think we all need to be able to possibly take stock of a little bit more, but there obviously there are, can be some very, very um, immediate causes of stress. So it could be a manager um, changing a deadline, for example. It could be um, a fight with your boyfriend. Um, it could be a babysitter cancelling and quite often this sends us into overdrive yeah we become mm -hmm. extremely stressed very very quickly and it's quite difficult to talk to a person I think when they get that stressed because they're in tunnel vision yeah um but when that client has a couple of tools that they can use that they're used to using um it can be quite helpful but one one thing that I always encourage people around me to do is to gain a little bit of perspective on life I think that's incredible because I, I saw a video this morning and I felt quite awkward about sharing it so I didn't but did you ever do the shoe boxes when you were in school and the idea would be that you would bring a shoe box in and you would fill the shoe box with gifts you'd wrap it up you'd send it off to countries within yeah, Africa or other developing countries I forgot countries. I did that that's amazing you, yeah, yeah so we I did totally it forgot I did it <laughs> yeah so we did it all the time in school I actually think it was really common yeah but I saw a video of someone recording a group of children from a country in Africa opening up gifts and sweet mother of God, like the genuine excitement was actually overwhelming. It was, mm. it was, it was embarrassing because you open a gift at Christmas these days and unless it's a Louis Vuitton bag or a freaking 300 euro game or holiday, you're, people are almost disappointed. They have these yeah. expectations of what you should get. And it was just that, that perspective was really, really important because I think when we become stressed in that moment, we become consumed by that moment and we forget that in the grand scheme of things, you'll overcome it it doesn't matter and in a year's time you'll forget about it and I'm always encouraging my clients to see the much bigger picture and to, to focus on the bigger picture and not to be consumed by one very small piece of it and that's what I do a lot when I get stressed I remind myself that my life is a gigantic picture that this is one extremely small part of it but I'm also one extremely small part in a very 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 big universe and that just grounds me it really really does afford me a little bit of just sort of take a step back and go, Sarah, would you actually quit your whinging and quit your moaning? Yeah. You know, if you're giving out about something that goes wrong in the business, I'm able to go, well, a year ago, Sarah, you were in a position to be able to leave your full-time job to set up a business. How many people feel like they have that opportunity? Not many. So quit your bitching. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I'm able just to take positive action to overcome the stress as opposed to just sit there and dwell on it. That really works for me. I have to find um, <clears throat> also when um it's really interesting you said that about seeing the bigger picture because i find when i go out for my walks that's what it gives me that's yeah. like that clarity comes back and yeah. I, I said to matt like i like to be i like to walk in neither woodlands or somewhere with a bit of history because it reminds me that all of this existed before me and it's going to stand up way after i've gone you know be here way longer yeah. than i will be and it just puts everything in perspective for me i'm like that tree <laughs> has been here yeah. much longer than i have and it sounds yeah. deaf but i'm just like uh, but it doesn't sound none of it will matter tomorrow the most grounding, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's so incredibly grounding when we do that because the people that I see who are the most stressed out are the people who have an inability to see outside of themselves. Yeah. They become consumed by their own misery, stress or anxiety or, or negativity. And there are so many other things out there so much more worthy of our time and our stress and our worry and our sadness but yet we forget to see that so it's um it's always just really important to remember that life is a big picture and within that big picture it's a very very small piece of this giant masterpiece that is the universe (laughs) you forget so much of that it's um it's extremely enlightening when you can remember that that we're so feckin small in the grand scheme of things and we can overcome god i'm getting very philosophical yeah I think we might I think we might wrap it up before yeah. I start to <laughs> um, I'm gonna go boil my uh, self some broth and have a bath. <laughs> have some salt. <laughs> yeah. I need to get a bath first. Paris, <laughs> as always it was amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for the tips about stress management and anti aging. I am oh, literally <laughs> I've taken notes. <laughs> boil bones. Boil <laughs> We're anti-aging and sleep for stressing less. It was really helpful. Um, Love talking to you. Can't wait for the next one, Karis. Yeah, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye bye.